It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Sunday. Hope you're having a fantastic one. Uh, you know, one thing I don't have any experience doing is being a single mom. And that's something I want to talk about today to moms who may not have a partner who may be doing this on their own. I can't even imagine what that must be like, let alone during this pandemic and what we're dealing with here. Um, And I've brought someone on today who has all the experience with being raised by a single mom, my fantastic, wonderful co-worker. You may not know her uh, by name, but you definitely know her work because she works on our digital team and does a lot online. Sage Miller, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. It's really nice to be here. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, like I said, I have zero experience as a single mom because I'm a mom who's married. I have a spouse to help me. And sometimes I feel like there's this notion that, um, you know, women who don't have support from their spouses, they're like, oh, I feel like a single mom. But that's not really what single mom did do. Single moms do, right? Like, of course, they they don't have a partner there. And you could sort of make some of those similarities. But single moms who are actually single moms have a whole new unique experience. Share with me a little bit about how you grew up and sort of the dynamics in your family and how this all came to be. Yeah, I would just like to say that I'm also not a single mom. I am a product of one. And I would like to say that I am a great product of a single (laughs) parent household. Absolutely. My mom's done a fantastic job and she deserves all of the praise in the world. Um, She's definitely my rock, even if I throw her a little bit too far sometimes. And and I, I also never grew up with a dad. Like I've never really had a quote unquote strong father figure in my life. And... I don't believe that that was a detriment to my growth and to where I'm at today. And my mom has worked incredibly hard. And while I'm sure there was added stress in her life at certain points, especially when it comes to like the financial aspect or really feeling alone, like there really is nobody else who understands her situation or where she's coming from. I, I do think that she made the most out of her situation and, and she, she turned it around for herself. Um, and so from, for, for 24 years, I've been raised by a single mom and she, she had her village to help her. Um, for example, like my mom got really sick when I was in kindergarten and she was so sick that she couldn't take care of me. She now has a pacemaker that was, the underlying issue that was able to be fixed or remedied. And I had to live with my grandparents for a year while my mom was recovering and focusing and prioritizing her health so she could give me the best life humanly possible. So while I didn't get raised 
by a two-parent household, I would say. I've been raised by a massive village household where everybody in my mom's life and in my life played a part in creating the child that I am today and or the woman that I am today, the career-minded individual and the research-minded individual that I have built and that, that is genuinely solely a product of my mother's parenting. Yeah, she did a great job. Share with me a little bit about where you grew up and uh, what your um, family situation was like. I mean, do you mind sharing about your dad? No, no, I will absolutely do it. And I can't speak to my mom's story or my dad's story because that's not my story to share. Uh, However, I can tell you mine and kind of what I grew from that. Um, So I grew up a lot around the West Coast, primarily in multiple different parts of Oregon. But my mom eventually settled in Salem, Oregon, uh, when I was in elementary school. But that, I think the hardest part of my childhood was necessarily moving every two years because finances or my mom's job or another opportunity that she believed was better for our lifestyle. And I didn't fully understand that. I was, you know, a kid, but I, but I also don't, I don't see the negative effects of that either. Um, so Oregon is a different state than Utah, (laughs) a little bit. They, they raise people a little bit differently here. There's different where, how I grew up, there were different perceptions of what a normal or nuclear family looked like. And because we didn't have a lot of money, I did grow up in like duplexes and apartment buildings. And those, those usually have different families in them. A lot of single parents, a lot of kids, and a lot of older individuals who were retired or downsizing or whatever. And so I was always surrounded by some kind of parental figure in my life. I always have. Even if my mom was working the graveyard shift or was working multiple jobs or was staying late at work to finish something, like I, I still always had eyes on me. And that I never, I never really comprehended, I guess, like the perception of the negative perception of single parenting while I was a kid that, that kind of started to establish itself and ground itself when I got into middle school and high school, when I started interacting with a lot of kids who had two parents (laughs) and I realized like our lives weren't different. So when I heard that, you know, kids with single parents, specifically single mothers have attachment issues or they have behavioral issues or they have this so on called coined daddy issues, I never understood what they were talking about because I couldn't see my, I couldn't see those problems that they were describing. Like I wasn't a bad kid. I never got in trouble. I did all of my homework. I never skipped school. It was, I I was a product of what researchers or what my friends would say is a two family household with just one parent because my mom was that good. Yeah. And do Um, you think there's a perception out there that single, single motherhood or single parenthood is bad? 
oh, there's absolutely a, a stigma behind that. I was, I was looking at that as well. And I was doing a little bit of research because I, I am genuinely curious about family dynamics because no family dynamic is the same. And so this perception or this, this conversation and stigma that there is a right familyhood or there is a right household or there is a right way to raise kids is all very subjective. Those None of that is linear. None of that is universal. Everybody has their own household and everybody will raise their kids how they see fit. And so to, to kind of minimalize, minimalize the situation and kind of link all of these behavioral issues or all of these financial hardships or stress or depression, anxiety to single parents is more so maybe a correlation and not a causation. We're talking with Sage Miller. She is my fantastic coworker, raised by a single mother. I wanted to share her story today. If there are any mothers out there who are doing this without the help of a partner, we see you, we hear you, we understand um, your situation. We'll take a break. We'll uh, talk to Sage a little bit more when we come back on The Mom Show. You joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us today. We're having a conversation with my fantastic coworker, Sage Miller. She works behind the scenes in the uh, digital department here at KSL News Radio. So you may not know her name, but you've definitely seen her work online. And she's like an all around jack of trades where she can fill in pretty much any job we do around here. So, <laughs> Sage, it's, it's wonderful to have you on the Mom Show. So happy to be here and thank you for having this conversation just first and foremost. I think it's a conversation that's very overlooked and I'm always excited to praise my mom. Yeah, no, we normally have mothers come on and share about their experiences on the mom show, but today we have a daughter of a single mom who's sharing her experience. Um, We talked a little bit in the last segment about how you just uh, owe everything to your mom, you say, and uh, really just praise her for the job that she did raising you without a partner's support. And I'm curious, Sage, as a mom, I'm always wondering, how do I get that from my daughter? <laughs> like, how do I create that relationship with my daughter? Uh, that's such a good question. And I thought about this so much. And I think earlier in the last segment, you talked about how you like you want what mothers to know that you hear and we hear them and that we support them and that we love them, especially single moms. And especially like a 2019 Pew Research found that a quarter of children in the U.S. are raised by one parent. Like a quarter of America is in like like America's children are in the shoes of a single parent raising. And with my mom, I I my favorite thing about her is her determination, her hard work, and her ability to love somebody even if it's from afar. So my mom raised a very, very independent woman. I never, I've done a lot of things on my own essentially my whole life, and that's because my mom let me. My mom never really meddled My mom asked questions when she believed it was necessary. She would punish me when she believed like I did something wrong, but never once did she ever try to force an activity on my throat or like mold me to be a kid I just wasn't going to be. If my mom and I are polar opposites, we have like drastically different interests. We do different things. Like my mom is a 
small business owner now. She was a salesperson before she was that. And I hate sales more than anything in the whole world. And raising, not raising, building a small business from the ground up sounds absolutely horrible to me. Right. And, <laughs> and she isn't a huge fan of politics, doesn't do a bunch of, does, is not like glued to the news, but every single day she would be like, I, I hope you have a great day at school and, you know, go kill all of those debate tournaments that you're doing in high school. From a very small age, I knew I wanted to do debate and I wanted to be involved in politics and argumentation. And she was just like, cool, we'll get you in the high school that has a debate team. And she did exactly that. Her first house she ever bought was in, and the only house she's ever bought was in a school district with the only debate team in my, in my area. And she made that she made that decision strategically because she knew that was important to me. The only thing that she ever, I want to say, forced upon me, and she was right. And I, if she ever hears this, like she's gonna you fist pump. Was <laughs> when I was in the fifth grade, I wanted to do orchestra, and I really wanted to play the viola. But the guy in the the fitting instrument thing was like, no, she has the fingers of a cellist. She needs to play the cello. And I was like, mom, I don't want to play the cello. She's like, well, you're going to play the cello. And I was like, well, I really don't want to do that. She's like, well, I don't really care what you want. You're going to, you're going to play the cello. And I ended up loving the cello. And I was, and I, and she was, she was right. She was like, this is a decision that I'm not going to back down on. And she was able to support me while also not pushing me but was able to give me a lot of space. I was able to come to my mom when I felt sad or if I was really stressed out and she was able to read that body language because she was able to build that relationship with me while not always having to be next to me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. We're talking with Sage Miller. She's my fantastic coworker raised by a single mother. And we wanted to have this conversation today about moms who may be doing motherhood without a partner by their side. Sage, the message I'm hearing from you is that your relationship with your mother is just that it's a relationship. It's not a role. It's not something that she's like, this is the way kids are supposed to be she like got to know you as a person mm -hmm. as an individual and then she raised you accordingly that's a motherhood philosophy I can get behind and that's where I think everyone can take something from your story because even if you're doing it with a partner that's the that's the type of parent that I want to be the type of human I want to be so she really did let me be my own person and I think that was the most influential part of her parenting was I was never put in a box. I was never told like, you need to do these things. You need to be this kind of way. You need to go to this college. You need these grades. She, she let her parenting stand on her own of, I will go to school. I will get the good grades. I will do all of my homework. I will have my own job. I will pay for my own things because she raised that independent person she led by example and I was able to follow that example. And now I am a product of her lifestyle in the sense of her parenting, yeah, which I, is, was phenomenal. I love it was that. a phenomenal parenting. Yeah. Sage Miller is my coworker here at KSL news radio. We'll take a break more with Sage when we come back on the mom show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world for kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. 
and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. Uh, just in case anyone is just tuning into the Mom Show for the first time, I have two children. One is five, one, no, she's six. Her birthday was yesterday. <laughs> This is the kind of mom I am. I don't even know how old my kids are. My baby girl just turned six, and I have a son who is almost two. Uh, And so I am in the throes of the pandemic, uh, just mothering little children as I still feel like I'm learning how to be a mom and then also surviving this 2020 that we're all going through. Joining me now is my fantastic co-worker, Sage Miller. She is uh, works behind the scenes here uh, in our digital department. Uh, Sage has been sharing with us her story about being uh, raised by a single mother. And I'd invite you to podcast wherever you podcast. Just go back and uh, search for the KSL Mom Show. Listen to the past two segments because, Sage, as you share your story about being raised by a single mom in Oregon and you share your affinity for her and your love for her, Uh, I'm just taking so many lessons from you of the type of mom that I want to be as far as I think your main point is there may be a lot of stigmas around being a a single mom or whether that's a product of divorce or choice or whatever it is. Um, But you did not have that experience and your mom let you be you and then she raised you accordingly. And I think that Uh, motherhood as a relationship and viewing it through that paradigm is so important. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. And I think, I think another to kind of piggyback off of that is something that I really took away from my mom is she, she taught me to prioritize myself by also prioritizing herself. Of course, she did things that were absolutely necessary, right? Whether that be working long hours in order to afford a mortgage and put food on the table. I never, ever, ever went without. My mom always prioritized herself and our family structure. And it's just me and my mom. I don't have any siblings. So that's another, that's another, I guess, I guess privilege and benefit is that there was only, there was only one kid to take care of. And she raised a pretty independent kid. However, she always had her dreams within arm's reach, even if she couldn't fully hold on at that moment. So I think the best kind of example for that is my mom worked in sales for a very long time and for a printing company. And she was very phenomenal at her job. She was so good. She was one of like the top salesperson people in Oregon. And she realized that she hated it and didn't want to do it. And as I got to my junior year of high school and I was starting to prepare like what my next step in life is, is that, and that was for me going to college and I'm a first generation college student. No woman in my family, no person in my immediate family has ever gone to college. And I was the first person and my mom, my mom built that foundation for me. She, she made it happen. I, she, she made it happen. (laughs) Like solely on her own, she got me to college. And 
by the time that was starting to materialize and I knew what I was going to do, she sat me down on the couch and was like, okay, Sage, I've prioritized your wants and your desires in your life for a very long time. And I'm not done, but now, but now I'm going to, I'm going to focus on me. And I was like, you go, you focus on you, mom. And she ended up buying a business and in a little rural, I can't pronounce that word, rural town in Oregon. And she's owned it for six years now. And it's thriving, even during a pandemic, even during devastating wildfires in my state, my mom has kept this business afloat. And she and she knew that like, that was gonna make her happy. That's what she wanted to do when she was an empty nester. And I can't even imagine what it's like being a single mom and now being an empty nester. I I don't know how she's coping with that. Yeah. But she does she does have something to keep her incredibly distracted because a business is not not easy to run. That's her new baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's her new baby, right? And she just actually bought another business in Alaska. And so it's like my mom really like say la vie. She she made it happen for herself. She she taught me to reach for the stars even if I fall on a cloud because that's still better than not trying at all and for her it worked out it took her you know 17 years of my life and she got there there's like no but about it it's and she got there yeah and there's a lot of messages Sage that I'm hearing that can apply to every parent out there as you're sharing your story one of those is I think what you're describing is your mom as the best version of herself was the best example to you. You know, so often we talk in terms of motherhood about just being all self-sacrificing and that comes, you know, we do this as women in general, right? But as moms in particular, we get this message that, you know, good motherhood equals putting your needs on the back burner for your kids at all times Mm -hmm. and in all circumstances, Right. And one of the things that I think we have to evaluate is on a case by case basis of when do you put your needs above your kids, not because you don't care about them or love them, but because you need to be the best version of you in order to care for those kids. I really, Mm -hmm. truly believe that. And, And I just think sometimes we get lost in this like, well, good mothers just they'll they'll do anything for their kids, you know, and that's a fine message, but let's also uh, make sure it's not coming at our own cost where it's then detrimental to our kids because we've put ourselves on the yeah. back burner for so long. And I think that's a really great way to put that too. And I, there's definitely been times, especially when my mom first started the business and she was gone for hours. I mean, for, for like hours, there would be two days where we, our paths just wouldn't cross and she would sit down and be like, Sage, like, I feel like I'm failing you as a mom. And I was like, no, you are doing exactly what you want to do. You are building something from the ground up, which you've already done. Hello, me, you've built me from the ground up. Right. And now you're just doing a different one. And like, you aren't a bad parent for not being by my side every single day for not cooking me meals breakfast, lunch, and dinner for like, you aren't a bad parent because of that. If anything, you're a better parent because now you're teaching me to be independent. You're teaching me to be self-sufficient. You're teaching me how to you like cook by myself and figuring out this is like my next step towards college. When I leave the state, when I go to the University of Utah, you're not going to be there. 
this is, this is practice and you are doing what you love and I will soon be learning what I love. Yeah. And, and we're certainly not suggesting go out and abandon your kids. That's certainly not what we're saying, <laughs> but what we are saying is in, in following some of these dreams, it, it, like you could argue that your mom being away from you for all those hours was bad parenting because we get this message, right? As moms that we're supposed to, you know, want to be with our kids 24 seven, right? So you could argue that being away from your kids is a bad thing. But what you're saying is that taught you all of these lessons. So I think, again, and that was her out being the best version of herself. So we have to really reframe all of that. Like, again, not suggesting you just go abandon your kids and do whatever you want. But but really evaluating what's going to fill your cup as a mom so you can best take care of your kids. Yep, exactly. And she she was able to keep her cup filled in order so she could like nourish mine. And I think, well, sometimes she absolutely did put myself before her. There came a certain point where she was like, I've, I've done my job, right? I have, I have really done my job and now I can kind of make this transition to focusing on myself. And it's a very, it's like, it was like a beautiful moment. My mom told me she like quit her sales job and was following her dream and taking care of herself because I was like, I want, I want to be that regardless if I'm a mom, regardless if I am working in a really high stress situation at work, regardless if I have hours worth of schoolwork that I need to complete. She, she taught me prioritizing yourself and learning to love yourself will get you so much farther than giving every single piece you have and getting nothing in return. Yeah, I love that. Sage Miller, my fabulous coworker, raised by a single mother, having a conversation today about, um, you know, what it's like to be raised by a single mom or if there's any moms out there doing this uh, without the help of a partner. Uh, this one's for you. We'll take a break more with Sage on The Mom Show when we come back. Back inside the Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us today. I am Lindsay Ertz here with my fabulous coworker Sage Miller. Uh, she was raised by a single mom, and I wanted to talk to Sage today to get her perspective all about what it's like to be raised by a single mom. You know, I'm a mom of two, a six-year-old and an almost two-year-old. I have a willing and helpful partner, and um, although I lament about him, <laughs> he's great, and I couldn't do it without help. And even with his help and the help of my mother, who drove across the country from Georgia, my parents did, during COVID to help me out because I got to a breaking point. Like I still feel like I'm in survival mode. So I cannot even imagine what mothers who don't have partners right now are experiencing in normal life, let alone in 2020. I just imagine that it's so overwhelming and whether it's single by choice or single by death or single by, is there any other way or divorce? I don't know. Whatever the situation is, um, I think, Sage, your story about how strong your mom was as she raised you on her own and your dad, you said, left and wasn't um, in your life, chose not to be in your life. Talk to me a little bit about that situation and whether there was resentments there. 
Yeah. And I, I would just like to say, especially single mothers going through a whole pandemic, trying to raise kids on their own and just single moms in general, like y'all are unsung heroes. You deserve significantly more recognition. Your life is incredibly complicated and stressful and you deserve to give yourself a break. You deserve to give yourself a hug and some love, tea, whatever is your vice. <laughs> Sometimes you're allowed to indulge in that and just know that you, y'all are truly phenomenal individuals um, and the world would not function without you. Um, but as for my situation, being raised by a single mom and if I ever had resentment towards my father, the answer is no. I, it, I don't whatsoever. Um, I think that my father holds resentment towards himself and I, I feel like that's more heartbreaking for me because um, like, I don't, I don't resent him from not, for not being there. Like, it's, it, yeah, so sometimes it's a bummer um, that like, I don't have, I don't have that like nuclear family image of like a father daughter dance or, or whatever that is, or like those conversations, or if I'm really mad at my mom, like another parent that I can go complain to about my mom who understands her, her little niches and ticks and whatever that irritate me. However, I don't, I don't blame somebody, especially my father, for raising me when he wasn't able to. I feel like that would have done more harm and had more negative effects on my development and emotional development than if I had a father or another, or yeah, just a father who wasn't consistent at least him not being there is consistent. As as rude as that sounds, like that's not, to me, it's not a negative thing. It was, I will never shame my mom or make my mom feel bad for raising me on her own. And I will never make my dad feel bad for not being able to raise me. And I think that that has been able to grow a lot for me. Um, and it, it's taught me a lot. My dad's side of the family is... A part of my life just not my dad specifically and well like and that's said, a really strong perspective to have sage because I don't think everyone would feel that way I think it would be easy to be like listen a dad's supposed to take care of their kids and you view it as he was taking care of you by leaving but that's not how everyone would view it yeah, exactly. And I don't think that everybody will. And that's part of the reason why I believe that like, I kind of am in a uni unique situation where I just sometimes wasn't socialized to believe that my situation was bad. And that's why when I started to look at different perspectives and different family structures where I realized like people faulted my mom for the, the life that she raised for me. But why would why would I feel bad about the way that I was raised when it was great just because it doesn't look like somebody else's family? That's not a bad thing. Yeah, and, and that's really important in a testament to your mom as far as not creating that negative stigma around it because whether it's, you know, death or divorce or whatever, you're not growing up in the quote-unquote nuclear family. Like you said, you never believed anything was wrong with it and there isn't necessarily anything wrong with it until you view it as wrong, Right. Yeah. Or somebody tells me that my life is wrong. And so which every time somebody ever came up to me and was like, you um, are what's the word I'm looking for? You are, I guess, hindered, for lack of a better word, for not having a two parent household. I'm like, how? Could you please, could you please write me a bullet point list, a five page paragraph intro and conclusion, a bunch of research? Because I really want to know how your perception of what my family should look like is negative and how it's harming 
my advancement. And I don't, my mom, my mom was also really good with this. Like she never told me to be resentful of my dad, even if my family didn't look like my friends. Well, and, and that's really important. I know a couple going through a divorce where they are working with their little one and to, they still just the way they are handling this divorce and separation, their therapist said to them, I wish everyone could handle it this way. Like nobody speaks ill of anybody. Nobody like they're still a family. Their family just might look different. Like the, this little boy, he will know no different. And like you're experiencing, there will be nothing wrong with it because there is nothing wrong with it. There is nothing wrong with it. And, and I, more studies show especially when it comes to family structures, that divorce, messy divorces specifically, is what causes significantly more resentment in children. I didn't go through a messy divorce, and I also don't have my mom talking ill on my dad, and I also don't have my dad talking ill on my mom. I I would, during summers, I would go to San Diego where my dad's family lives, and I would spend two weeks with them just to kind of see what that side of the family is like. And that whole side of the family is very close. And I don't necessarily have that structure on my mom's side of the family. However, I do, I do see these both, these like both loving families in just drastically different way. And I do have both sides of my family, my dad's side or my mom's side, giving me as much support as they possibly can. And just because those, those forms of support are different doesn't make them any less impactful. Yeah. So really I still... I still, I still have them. I genuinely have like zero resentment. Both sides of my family have done the absolute best that they possibly could. And I would never, ever make them feel ill about that. Yeah. Sage Miller is my fantastic coworker here at KSL News Radio. And she was raised by a single mom sharing her story with us today in hopes of, uh, just resonating with any other moms out there who are in that situation. Sage, thank you for joining me on the mom show this week. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. You're a gem. You are a gem. And we'll be back next week on the mom show.